All right, church. How are we doing this morning? You guys all stand with me, please. Yeah, go ahead. That's good. This morning, as Ruby Lou was waiting for service to start, waiting for the countdown timer, this is what she wrote. And this is for us today, church. Hold on. Our God is our Father. He is good all the time. He will never leave us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Spoken out of the mouth of a child. You know, as we were praying this morning in the back, two words came to mind. And it was refresh and renew. And we get excited about refreshing and renewing. But the Lord gave me a picture that said, you know what also gets refreshed and renewed? When a fire comes and burns down all the stuff that used to be there that no longer has to be there anymore. And church, I really come today with a humble spirit because the Lord wants to burn some stuff up in some people here this morning, me included. And so as we walk through the door this morning, as we begin to worship our risen King, I want each in us, each of us, to turn our eyes to heaven and say, Lord, have your way in me today. Have your way in this place today. Transform me. Renew me. Create a clean spirit within me this morning. This is our prayer. Team, if you want to put the scripture up, I want to read this together as we pray. Hebrews, 15, uh, Hebrews 13, 15. Let us read this together on the count of three. One, two, three. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice, sacrifice of praise to God. That, that is, is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We give thanks to you for what your plans, your purposes are today. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us worship. The Lord says, do not fight your own battles. Do not pick up weapons that destroy those who come against you. For the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against those who come after you. It's not against those who seek to diminish you, to push you down or push you aside, who seek to steal from you. And when we fight our own battles, we do damage to people that he loves. When the Lord fights for us, He turns it all for good. And victory is ours. And our battle, our part, is to four things. Our part, the battle we fight, is to obedience, submission, humility, and repentance. Thank you, Father. And your battle is to stand in the presence, alone in the presence of God, that the words that you speak 
that only he hears are pleasing unto him. The thoughts that you think about your enemies or those who would set themselves up against you, that they are pleasing to him. It is a battle to release them in love, release them in love, release them in love. That's all the battle I can handle. That's a, that fills up my plate. And the word is so clear that in our weaknesses, he is made strong. When we pick up our own weapons, when we fight our own battles, when we make declarations and proclamations of what I'm going to do, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do that, it doesn't work out well. We make messes. And then our loving and faithful God comes and helps us clean them up. The Lord fights for us because he loves us. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And in him is victory. In him is victory. The Lord gave me two verses, two scripture passages this morning. One's from Psalm 51 and the other is from Isaiah 51. From Psalm 51, it says, verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation. The joy of our salvation. The joy in thinking of what He's done for us. The joy in knowing He is fighting the battles. And uphold me by Your generous Spirit. (laughs) He upholds us by His generous Spirit. And then Isaiah 51 says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock. <laughs> Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Church, some of you came in here feeling like you were in a pit. In a deep pit. He has dug you out of that. He has dug you out of it. There is victory in this place this morning. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And He will make her wilderness like Eden. Some of you feel like you're walking through a wilderness this morning. He's going to turn that wilderness into Eden. And that wilderness reflects the, the, the word I had at the beginning, which is a fire is burning up all that which we set above and before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And those bushes, those trees, all of it is coming down. 
And you're going to say, I'm in a wilderness. And the Lord says, yes. But I'm now creating a garden of Eden in your life. A garden of blessing, of favor, and of abundance. Joy and gladness will be found in it. (laughs) Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. So Father, we worship You this morning. Create in us a clean heart. Cleanse us, Lord, this morning from anything that has set itself up against You. Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. OCC ladies in the back, I expect some shouting while I'm preaching as well. All right, woohoo! Check, check. I like that. That's good. That that motivates that motivates us up here when we get a little amen, hallelujah. That's right. Well, before, if you need an offering envelope or a bulletin, you could just slip your hands up. We have some ushers that can serve you uh, this morning. Uh, what I want to do before we continue to worship the Lord with our giving, which we truly believe, uh, giving is an act of worship. It truly is, church. Um, I want to, I want to just ask if, if you have served, tomorrow's Veterans Day, if anybody didn't realize that, tomorrow, believe it or not, is Veterans Day, this year is going very quick, and we want to honor those who have served our country. You know, we are up here able to worship in freedom because of the sacrifice that many, many have made, both serving and giving their life, so that we can do this. And there are many places around the globe where this is not even an option. And there's much persecution of the church. Not that we're not persecuted, but far be it the persecution than what some other countries are facing and the churches in those countries are facing. And I think too often we, too often we see our church and we think all of church is like this. Like it's somehow the American church is the church, but it's not. Jesus died for all the churches all across the globe, whether they're hiding in China in their basements, ripping off portions of Scripture, trying to memorize it because they can't walk around publicly with Bibles or wherever else they are. He died for all of them. But in our country, I want to recognize those who gave their lives and who have served in the military. So if that's you, if you could stand up for me this morning, we want to recognize you. If you've served in the military any way, shape, or form, please stand. You know, my dad's probably watching, and he was a Marine veteran. I don't know if I probably gave you some of his stories already about his life in the Marines, but I won't bore you with those. But it is, it's an honor to be in your presence this morning. You know, we get excited about being in God's presence, but it's an honor to be in your presence as well. Thank you for serving. Thank you for serving, and enjoy tomorrow, if you can. (laughs) I pray that you do. Can we just say a prayer for our military right now? Those who are serving. I'd like specifically for us to pray and be in agreement for Josh Lakovic. Can we just pray for him specifically this morning, too? Heavenly Father,
I thank you, Lord, that you are good, that you have the victory. And Father, we lift up our armed forces to you now. The leadership, those who are serving. Father, give them wisdom, give them direction. Father, we just are so grateful for them. Lord, may they feel that, may they recognize that, may they see that. Strengthen them in the day-to-day. Protect them as they fight for our freedom. And Father, we lift up Josh Lakovic to you, Father. Thank you that you are an amazing, miracle-working God. And Father, we just speak to him and his body and call him healed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And Father, we speak against any weapon that's been trying to form against him. And we say it shall not prosper in Jesus' name. We speak the word. We speak truth over his life. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The uh, worship team said they were going to stay up here. It's, I only have like three pages to talk through for offering. Uh, okay, and they got a 15-minute song. We could probably wrap it up after all this. Anyway, if you have your Bibles, and I've been doing this kind of like a mini-series for offering, just turn with me to Luke uh, chapter 5. And I'm not going to take real long to do this, but uh, the mini-series that we've been talking about during offering time is that a seed will meet any need. And we talked about how most seeds reproduce after themselves. A tomato seed creates a tomato. Cucumber makes a cucumber. But then God, you know, God doesn't always work in the spiritual realm as we see things in the physical realm, yeah? He set up some laws and stuff, you know, and I get that. We have the law of gravity and all that stuff. But what God has set up is that a seed will meet any need. Meet any need. In Luke 5, I'm just going to read this here to you. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, this is Jesus, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. Now, normally I mumble words that I can't pronounce completely. How many of you guys have done that while you're reading the Bible? Come on, let's be honest. You're reading the Bible out loud, you just just said a Sarah, and you just keep moving on? So I don't know if I said it right or not, but praise God, I tried my very best. Verse 2, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, who eventually ends up becoming Peter, and asked him to put it out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. You see that Simon here was sacrificing something that was near and dear to him. This was his livelihood. This wasn't just like, oh, can you borrow your car? How about, you know, can I do this or can I... No, he is saying, this is my livelihood. This is what I count on for my income. This is everything I have my trust in this world is wrapped up into this boat. And he says, yeah, go ahead and use it. And if you notice, he is putting his faith and his trust in this man named Jesus before he knows a whole lot about Jesus. This was one of the very first encounters here. Then in verse 4 it says, When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered him and said, Ah, master. Notice he's calling him master now already. We have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. So here he is. He sacrifices what is near and dear to him. He sacrifices something 
to Jesus. He hears him speak. He's now calling him master and is now doing what Jesus is asking him to do. This is a complete representation of our life. Will you trust him? Will you trust him with what you have? Will you trust him? We say we'll trust him, but I ask you this morning to search your hearts. Are you truly trusting him in every area of your life? He made a sacrifice. He called him master, and it's interesting here, he then mixed his faith with action. Obedience to what Jesus was asking him to do. And what was the result? It says in verse, I believe it says six. And then, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their fish was breaking. That's the OCC ladies in the back saying, hallelujah. And verse seven, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Abundant overflow, more than enough when we put our trust in Jesus and we obey his commands. You see the principle here. We have to first trust him and then obey what he tells us to go do. And his word is true and it says, I will take care of your needs. They signaled to the partners to come over and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that it began to sink. If you remember, they'd been fishing all night and caught nothing. But when they trusted Jesus, when they obeyed his voice, when they did what he asked them to go do, the result, far different than toiling on our own all night. Amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we can trust you. Father, you don't promise that we'll be millionaires, have fast cars and nice houses, but your word does say that you meet our needs, that you take care of us. When we seek you and when we search for you, you say we will find you. Father, I just pray this morning that as we give back to you what you've asked us to give back, only a fraction of what you've blessed us with. May you bless every giver. May you take this seed that is being sown into your kingdom to be able to affect not only Erie, Pennsylvania, but the state, the country, and the world. Father, you build your kingdom. Your word says that the gates of hell shall not prevail. So, Father, you build your kingdom. You do your thing. And, Father, help us to walk in obedience to what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name.